His eyes were cold, but his nostrils flared with the effort of mastering his anger. He wasn't used to having any member of his family question his decisions. "'Where do you think you're going, young lady?' "'Up the road to my grandfather's,' Liz flung back. "'I suppose that's allowed.' She had never openly defied him before, but the depth of her disappointment was giving her a courage she hadn't known she possessed even if it was making her heart beat faster and the blood pound in her ears. Was there a medical term for that? If William Macmillan had his way, Liz was never going to find out. She took a step away from the table. Her mother, who had been hovering nervously behind her, moved away to stand by her own chair, miserably aware of the distress this confrontation was causing her. Liz knew, nevertheless, that right now she had to get out of the house before she said something she would really regret. "'I'm going up to Radnor Street,' she said, consciously lowering her voice. She'd not get anywhere by shouting and stamping her feet, not that tantrums of that sort had ever been tolerated in the Macmillans' household anyway. Taking a deep breath, she forced herself to calm down. She was eighteen years old now, a young lady, she should act like one. Grandad's expecting me, she said. It's that old bugger who's put half these daft ideas into your head, her father shouted. He flung an angry glance at his son sitting opposite him at the table. And in your brother's head too. Sadie swallowed. She was clearly forcing herself to speak. William, it's no right that you should speak about your father like that. Her husband turned his implacable gaze on her. Sadie's voice trailed off. Her eyes dropped and she sank into her chair. Liz, seeing how her mother seemed almost to grow physically smaller under the onslaught of her husband's disapproval, felt the old familiar anger boil up inside her. It was rare for her mother to contradict her husband, and she only ever did it in defence of others, never of herself. "'I'm going,' said Liz, her voice rough-edged. "'I'll see you all later.' She ran from the room, grabbing her coat from the dark oak hat-stand in the hall with one hand and opening the front door with the other. Once she was out, she was safe. He would never dream of making a scene in the street. Perish the thought that the neighbours, many of them his fellow managers in the shipyard, should know that there were any problems in the Macmillan family. Although, unless they were stone deaf, the Crawfords who lived next door would have heard at least some of the argument. Her brother caught up with her on Dumbarton Road, grabbing her by the elbow as she went to step off the pavement. Liz, slow down. You'll get a stitch. I'll run over by a tram. He was trying to make her laugh, but she was in no mood for that. She whirled round to face him, her eyes big and filled with hurt. "'Thanks for standing up for me back there, Eddie.' He dropped her arm and let his breath out on a sigh of exasperation. "'Liz, you know I agree with him on this one. You will be a skivvy if you become a nurse. Another working-class lassie being exploited, doing the dirty work for the bosses and the bourgeoisie. "'Oh, Eddie, don't talk at me.' I'm not one of your political meetings. Quick tears of anger and frustration sprang into Liz's eyes. Oh, Lizzie, I'm sorry.
Don't cry. He laid a hand lightly on her shoulder. Then he lifted it and ran it through the unruly waves of his hair. Dark brown, like her own. Since he had gone up to Glasgow University two years before, he had adopted a bohemian appearance to go with his enthusiasm for radical ideas and radical politics. He had let his dark hair grow over his collar, and he wore soft and unstarched shirts, usually without a tie. Recently, he had taken to sporting a floppy black scarf, loosely knotted at the neck. Their grandfather muttered darkly about the days when men were men and pansies were flowers. That made Liz laugh. In his own quiet way, Eddie was a very masculine man. Indeed, striding along hatless, with his tousled hair blowing in the breeze, wearing the loose black coat he had bought during his first...